Today is February 18th, 2020, and it's officially launch day for my book. Woohoo! We're, I'm super excited about this. This is my very first book that I wrote, and I want to be able to share my full story in depth with all of you. It's on Amazon today. It's called Work Hard, Pay the Price, Make It Happen by David Bond. I've got options for the paperback version, which is really cool, by the way. You'll be able to hold it and feel it in your hands, flip the pages, have the traditional experience, or if you want an ebook. You can always read it on your phone or your laptop or computer. I have that option on there as well. Or if you want to listen, I have the audiobook on there as well. All three options. Go on there today. Order it today. Um, and please, please, please leave a review. Uh, this is a special podcast episode just for you podcast listeners. And um, I'm super excited. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Leanna. And our mission is simple. It's to help you find your mission according to God's plan. We wanted to start a podcast just so we can have a dedicated space to be open with y'all, unedited and unscripted. We want to be a voice and a light to a generation that is often overlooked, the ones who do not know what to do with their lives. Missionless. We want to be honest and authentic and relatable. So we hope you enjoy our episodes. This is an exciting day, so I have a little special treat for you all, all you listeners on our podcast. We love you all so much, so uh, in honor of this big day, my first book launching, I want to give you all for free, for free, chapter one of my book, Work Hard, Pay the Price, and Make It Happen by David Bond. So listen in. Chapter one, success and happiness, or so I thought. As I am writing these words, I am not the same person today as I was when I graduated from university. On a brisk winter day in 2015, thousands of people were gathered there at the SHSU Coliseum. The parking lots were full of vehicles and the sidewalks were jam-packed with people, walking fast to make it inside the warm building. As I walked to the Coliseum, I felt the crisp, cool outdoor air. It had a lovely, refreshing smell to it, like walking into a room with a fresh-smelling candle. The sun was shining bright as ever, so bright that day that I had to pull out sunglasses just to see where I was going. Grandparents, parents, and other family members, friends, and loved ones all got together to support their loved ones on the big graduation day. Graduation is always an exciting time for all involved, a time of new beginnings and reflection, a time to cry, and a time to celebrate. Celebrating a huge accomplishment of completing a college education. For some, it is not a celebration, but just to check the box off kind of day. For me, it was definitely a celebration, and we did celebrate. As I walked across the graduation stage in the SHSU Coliseum, the sight was amazing. 
Thousands of people filled the building, all cheering, laughing, or crying. It was very overwhelming trying to find my family and all the crowds. I felt like I was trying to find the little needle in a huge haystack. The one thing I would recognize was hearing my family cheering so loudly. When I heard them screaming over the crowd at the top of their lungs, I looked directly where the loud cheering was coming from. I spotted them instantly, all six of them, not including my four grandparents and friends. At that moment, I felt the butterflies so strong, and my mom told me later that she could see my smile light up like fireworks from the stands. My family and friends were all there to support me. The feeling of thankfulness and honor to have them there meant the world to me. As I walked across the stage, my family started cheering louder and louder. I reached out my sweaty hand to shake hands with the university president as she handed me the diploma that I had worked so hard for. I was headed off the stage on the way to freedom, success, and happily ever after, or so I thought. I was high on life, feeling like I was on top of the world, ready for any obstacle or challenge that real life throws at me. Little did I, did I realize that the next few months would be the most painful, dreadful, and difficult learning experiences of my life. After greeting my family and friends, taking lots and lots of pictures, following the gradu- graduation ceremony, I drove home that evening, full of excitement and energy. Windows were rolled down, allowing the cool air to run through my hair, and the feeling of freedom was amazing. I thought to myself that I had successfully completed the last and final step of my formal education, and I was ready to land the career of a lifetime. Next week, my home was a temporary place of living at my parental grandparents' home. They had gracefully allowed me to move in with them while I was completed the last semester of college. I had just been through a rough relationship breakup, and I was so desperate to find a place to live that I was not going to cost much because I could not pay the rent on my apartment or my car note. Not to mention, I had just lost my job right about the time of the breakup. I was jobless, broke, and homeless, with about $50 cash in my pocket when I called my parental grandparents to ask if I could live with them until I got my feet on the ground again after college graduation. I honestly needed plenty of time and a safe place to heal and forgive those who did me wrong and to forgive myself as well. I am very thankful that my grandparents made that happen by opening up their home, allowing their brokenhearted emotionally beaten up, broke grandson to reside in their home. I started to find a good routine shortly after graduation of rising early, drinking a hot cup of coffee, eating some breakfast, and thinking. After much needed deep thinking, I would pack up my laptop, phone, and headphones and try to find a quiet place to start applying for jobs. I loved sitting and applying for jobs in coffee shops with a hot cup of joe. I loved all the unique noises and smells when the baristas prepared coffee. It was a satisfying sound that helped me focus and knock out job applications. I was on the hunt for a career, a career of a lifetime, and I was picky, very picky. 
I applied to the top paying jobs, assuming that I would get a call back before the day was up. I thought wrong and got no response for weeks upon end. Not even a thank you email for applying. At first, I was extremely picky where I applied. I only applied to the best and top paying jobs on the market. After all, I thought I had a college education and I deserved it. After many applications sent and no responses, the pickiness started to dwindle to almost nothing. I began to become very discouraged and started to think that no one wanted what I had to offer them. After several long and discouraging weeks of looking around for the best opportunity that I saw fit and coming up empty, I started to reach out to friends, seeing if they knew anyone who was hiring for anything. I needed something to keep me busy and to get my hyper self out of my grandparents' house. I began to pray and ask God for wisdom and guidance on this job hunt. Soon, after I started reaching out to friends, accompanied with lots of prayers, a friend called and recommended me to a lawn and garden company that was hiring for a seasonal position, merchandising their products in big box stores. I quickly wrote down the manager's number and gave him a call in desperation for anything they had open. I remember looking at that business card and wondering if this lead was going to land me the job. The manager and I met up for an interview the next day, and I was dressed up for success, ready to knock it out of the park. Before I got out of the vehicle, I prayed a short prayer. We met during lunch hour and had an interview during the, me- during the meal. The gig that he described to me sounded amazing and was surprisingly fit most, char- most of the characteristics I was looking for. However, the job was on the very bottom of the company, and I would have to start there before moving up. I shook hands with the manager and took the gig on the spot. And the following week, I went to work, hustling soil and fertilizer in the hot summer heat, sweating my butt off five days a week. I was a happy camper. I have been blessed and fortunate with amazing mentors and leaders throughout my life who would encourage me, lift me up, and coach me when I needed it or not. Mentors and great leaders seem to step into your life when you least expect it or when you think you know it all. Mentors also step into your life whenever you are desperate for mentorship. Mentors and great leadership examples have been one of the major keys to my success. There were several instances when a mentor spoke wisdom or advice to me, and I would simply choose not to listen or act on what they were saying. Almost every time, the mentors were right on, and I would fall flat on my face, wishing I had listened and taken heed. There were many other mentors in my early adult life who would give me a list of books that challenged their mentality and life. Most of the time, I would choose not to listen or take their books, and I would put it on on a shelf and let the dust bunnies read it. The manager that hired me to hustle dirt and fertilizer was the first mentor that I actually listened to after graduating from university. He would always ask if I was continuing my education. 
I would freeze up, hesitate, and not answer back. The next time we saw each other, he would ask the same question again. I would respond the same way as before. One day he asked me a third time, like he had, and before I could not answer back. He placed a book in my hand and told me to read it cover to cover. That book was The Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. For the first time, I took a chance and read a book cover to cover and loved it. I despised reading and writing throughout my years. Why did I not feel any different about this book? This time, it was different because I looked up to my manager slash mentor and wanted to be like him. I felt a strong connection reading the words of the book because it reminded me of who he was and who he strived to be every day. Within a short amount of time, I had finished reading more books in six months than I have in my entire life and wanted to read more. I began to order books with a little income I was bringing in. I started to read one book a month. Within a few months, I was purchasing and reading books weekly, soaking up all the knowledge and wisdom that the books had to offer. I could not believe what was going on. Me, reading books weekly? Continuing to self-educate? That was crazy. Little did I know that my world was about to get flipped upside down. I soon realized, after reading success, self-help, finance, and other business books, that the seasonal gig of hustling and soil, hustling soil and fertilizer was not going to provide me a fortune that I hoped for. On the weekends, my routine would normally be sleeping in late, binging on Netflix, surfing social media, and eating really unhealthy food. I would do so good during the week with the work week, reading, exercising, and socializing. Then the weekend would hit me like a sack of bricks. I would tell myself on Fridays that the weekend was not going to control me. However, it continued to control my life until I found some other activity to fill up my time. My grandparents lived in a somewhat prestigious neighborhood at the time. On the weekends, there would be a countless garage sales going on, sometimes at least one on every street. I would often drive by the garage sales on the weekends, sticking my head out of the window like a turtle to see if there was anything worth purchasing with my small fortune. I loved finding unique items that had meaning and could be reused or repurposed. On a hot summer day, I decided to pull over and check out one of the garage sales and all of its awesomeness. As I browsed along looking for unique items, I ran across a few pieces that had value but needed to be cleaned up. I pulled over, I pulled out my wallet and spent around $50 that morning. I loaded up the unique pieces and took the items home. My grandparents came outside where when I pulled up, interested in my finds. We chatted about each of them. Then I got to work cleaning, shining, and restoring what I could. It was very satisfying to bring life into each of these pieces. Each item needed its own care, whether simply dusting or repainting. The more I cared for these items, the more I realized the value that they had. It dawned on me 
I wondered if I could resell these items and make a profit. So I started a research to find a similar value to compare to. I found a clean, plain, colored background to use as a photo spot, taking the best photos and posted each item on social media and other sale apps. However, I had no idea if it was going to be a success or not. I just went for it and gave it my best, not knowing the outcome might be. To my utter amazement, within a few days, I had sold every single item that I had purchased at the garage sales and made seven times what I had invested. I was so shocked when I sold the last item that I ran inside the house and told my grandparents about the success. They insisted that I keep going and go out next weekend and buy more stuff. It felt so motivational to have my first out-of-college success story to tell. I had the feeling of humility and the fire wanting to do it all again and try it for a second time. That next weekend, I rose early and went out into the battlefield of garage sale shopping. For the second round, I came a little extra prepared and took a few hundred dollars with me to purchase more items. That evening, I drove back to my grandparents with a vehicle full of stuff. I went through the whole process again, cleaned, shined, and restored what I could. I posted the items for sale on social media and ended up selling all the items within a few days and ended up making about four times what I had invested. The next weekend, I did it again. And at the end of the month, I had cleared over $3,000 gross from shopping, restoring, and reselling garage items. I was blown away and could not believe what had happened in that month. I took a $50 investment and turned it into a small fortune with a huge success with the Lord's help. Gratefulness and thankfulness overwhelmed me after looking back at the end of the month. I still think back to those moments to try to apply the same principles I learned from garage sale flipping to my life today. Right out of college, I was ready to make millions, ready to score on a a job of a lifetime, and I was prepared to move out of my grandparents' house. Everything I had planned for my future went out the door completely. It took lots of patience and learning to flourish in an environment that I was planted in. It took hard work paying the price and making it happen. Just subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We do have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Doodle Play. Please just give us a review. That would help us out so much. Check us out on our website at www.thesimplemission.com where you'll find more about us, our story, weekly blogs we post. And then if you want more from us, just follow us on Instagram at The Simple Mission. Like our Facebook page, The Simple Mission. We do have Pinterest at The Simple Mission, and we have Snapchat at The Simple Mission. So we look forward to hearing from y'all.